Welcome to the Kupinger Kohl Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwald. I'm the Director of the Practice Identity and Access Management here at Kupinger Kohl Analysts. But our today's topic is not identity and access management. My guest today is Alexei Balaganski. He is a lead analyst with Kupinger Kohl and he is the CTO of Kupinger Kohl Analysts. Hi, Alexei. Good to have you. Hello, Matthias. Thanks for having me again. And yeah, uh, although you just mentioned uh, we are not talking about identities, but we actually are, because uh, identity actually play a huge role in API security and I would argue in cybersecurity in general. So you are absolutely not out of your water today. Uh, it's really a great point to bring before we even jump into this whole API uh, top 10 risks and whatever we wanted to discuss. And actually, I do have two uh, reasons for bringing this uh, subject to another episode of our podcast. First of all, we just launched an updated version for our of, of our leadership compass on API management and security. The last one we had was uh, about two years ago in 2021. The new one will be released later this year, and I expect quite a few interesting changes in the field, as we will see immediately. Uh, And the second reason is uh, OWASP, that very well-known open worldwide application security project organization, has just released their uh, new version of the API security top 10 risks. Right. And uh, again, kind of as, a, uh, as a, an industry veteran, you are probably familiar with OWASP, right? Right. So if I think back of, on, on OWASP, um, I think of the traditional web programming, web server style and also web design um, errors and risks that this OWASP very early also pointed out. So directory traversal and all these kinds of um, mishaps that could happen when, when programming a, a web service. But they have extended their scope over that. And we have been talking about API security earlier, and they are talking about API security uh, finally as well. So this is a, a major change for them? So yes, you're right. I mean, OWASP, uh, if I remember correctly, was established over 20 years ago when API weren't even a thing. But they have definitely evolved um, beyond just traditional web applications and web application security. And yes, since 2019, they are actually covering uh, API security as a separate subject. And uh, back then, they have released their first OWASP uh, API security top 10, highlighting the top 10 risks they believe were influencing uh, APIs and their growing proliferation. And yes, uh, it was a major Uh, event for the entire industry because again, OWASP is an extremely old and well-respected organization. A lot of vendors rely on those, those lists to highlight their product capabilities. And for years, we were actually struggling to explain that no, API security is not the same as web application security and you cannot just cover the traditional quote-unquote old school risks and uh, feel content and safe. No. And finally, about four years ago, we had this uh, official recognized by OWASP. And again, uh, just last week, I believe they've released the version 2.0, if you may call it that way, the OWASP API security to top 10 for 2023. And this is what we're going to discuss in some detail today. 
Right. And I think this is absolutely um, um, necessary because when we think of today's ways of creating applications, APIs are a key foundation and securing them properly is also for web applications and any type of, type of application, mobile applications, whatever you want to have. They are a key component and getting um, to these APIs in a secure manner and to integrating them well is, is essential for today's ways of creating modern cloud native applications as well. So, but if you think of this OWASP top 10 as a top 10, so um, these are the ones that you should most probably take care of, especially. So when we look at the list, what are the main API security risks that they come up with that organizations, that developers, that um, security pros should look at? Well, before we dive into that, uh, let me just add a few more general words. Like for years, the industry and the general public have recognized APIs as a kind of a subset of web application technology. Because in a way, that's true. The traditional REST APIs are based on the same protocols and standards, and whatever. So in a way, most people believed, used to believe, and some still believe that uh, API security is a subset of a general web application security field. It used to be like that, perhaps 15 or 10 years ago. Nowadays, the situation is completely opposite. Nowadays, I would argue that web applications are a subset of API security because not only modern web applications and websites are built on APIs, but just the way they are designed now, but you also have like microservices and cloud-native workloads and uh, industrial IoT fleets and whatever other areas of uh, modern IT, which are powered by APIs, like 100%. So if you are dealing with those fields, you have to keep API security really close to your heart and you have to stay on top of the modern risks. And this is exactly where the new top 10 list actually addresses some of those changes. But still, the first, the top security risks for APIs is still the same. The so-called broken object level authorization. It was recognized like that four years ago, and it still remains the number one priority for everyone. Explained simply, it's basically uh, not giving too much or not giving enough thought to uh, authorization while designing your API. The most trivial example would be, suppose you just registered uh, a new account on an, in an online shop and you know that your account ID is one to three. So you can use an API to request your profile information, your order history and stuff like that using this ID one to three. But what if you use one to one instead or any other ID you could just enumerate easily? Some APIs are just not designed to protect uh, other people's accounts from such kind of a trivial but very common attack. They will readily give you someone else's profile information or someone else's uh, bank account status or even allow you to basically perform an operation for some other user. This is broken object level authorization. It's still the top uh, security risk and the top API security problem in the world. And there is absolutely no way a tool can fix it because this is all deeply rooted in a business logic and application design. But on the other hand, it's deeply rooted in identity 
So it's your playing field, basically, not mine. So we have to think about it together. And of course, the uh, second most risk is also in, in your field. It's broken authentication. It's even more trivial uh, kind of uh, an attack. What if your API just doesn't have any authentication at all? You are exposing some kind of business logic, which is supposed to be secured, but it's not. Again, uh, US Federal Post, Instagram, Facebook, uh, huge vendors, uh, even security vendors are known to be victims of this kind of attack. They just have not thought about securing an API because they thought nobody will find it. It's something small, it's something internal. It's an API to power your office printer. But again, with all the hyper-connected uh, modern networks uh, and exposure to the world, it's all often enough to compromise your entire organization. Right. And if you say authentication and authorization, these are the main aspects of identity and access management. And also just getting too broad access is already an, an issue. You, you mentioned the example with, with guessing another ID and trying to, to access that. Even if you get a access denied, that might be already too much of disclosure because that shows, okay, there is an object, but you don't have the right to see it. Even that disclosure of data is a risk. Let's just kind of go through the list and see this is exactly where they are addressing this kind of risks. And one thing to point out, by the way, on the second risk about the broken authentication, they used to call it broken user authentication, not anymore. They finally recognize that users are not the only parties participating in an API economy. You have devices, you have IoT fleets, you have microservices and other applications, uh, robots, whatever, AI accounts maybe. So it's no longer just about people. Any kind of authentication is equally important for API security. And yes, uh, uh, just as you were telling uh, about the other aspects of uh, access management, broken object property level authorization is uh, number three risk in the new list. It's a new addition. It was not in the old one, but it's extremely relevant because basically it says, yeah, Objects are complicated data structures, which are usually basically the bread and butter of any API. Uh, when you develop a, a distributed application or a service, objects are representations of your business logic. It could be a product, it could be a user, a financial transaction, weather forecast, anything. It's an object that has different properties. And uh, very often developers protect the object as an entity, but forget that different properties of that object can have very different risks levels of their own. Because especially when developers are relying on automated tools to convert a complicated structure, a data structure into an object, you might forget that, I don't know, user level, for example, should not be a modifiable property because you could easily elevate a normal user to an administrator if your API allows it mistakenly. So this kind of attack is, again, extremely trivial to implement and ex extremely easy to forget about. This is why it's the new number three top risk for API security. Moving on, our, uh, number four is now called unrestricted resource consumption. It used to be called something like lack of rate limiting. 
which was more uh, in a sense of a traditional web application. Basically, if your API is not protected from a denial of service attack, it will fail. So your business logic won't be available. Your business would stop. You will lose money. That was like the old way to see the problem. Now they finally recognize that unrestricted resource consumption goes beyond that trivial example. First of all, we have new types of APIs like GraphQL, where you can run really complicated uh, queries through an API endpoint. And even if it's just one query and not 10,000, it could still break your backend service if it's uh, not uh, secured, if it's not implemented properly. So absolutely, our, our resource consumption is a risk uh, unless uh, you have specific tools and technologies in place which prevent it, not just from the low-level network denial of service attacks, but also high-level logic bombs uh, and stuff like that. Uh, number five is broken function-level authorization. Again, authorization. But now it's about function level. And again, it's very easy uh, from the, to understand from the developer perspective. In a traditional REST API, for example, you have a get method, which would retrieve an object from a backend, and the put method, which would modify it. From a rational person's perspective, these are absolutely different operations. They have to have different access level protection, right? I mean, I can, for example, read a document from your research library, but I cannot modify it because I am not the author. You know it, I know it, developers often forget about it. So this is the number five risk in this list. Number six uh, is another new addition, lack of protection from automated threats. It's probably uh, replacing uh, the old list. In the old list, uh, they have this injection risk which was highly technical and referred to a narrow class of attacks. Now they just recognize that there are so many other attacks which can be uh, employed against APIs. And the risk of uh, automated actors doing this is not just technological, it's also very tangible for businesses. The tri trivial example would be uh, you have uh, an online service selling concert tickets. The second you enable a new show to be sold on your service, uh, a band of bots come and buy all your tickets through some scripts. Like five seconds later, all the tickets are sold out. And now, five minutes later, you'll find those tickets on eBay uh, with much higher prices. So it's a, it's a trivial example, but it also happens to other business areas as well. And of course, uh, Bots can be used to perform injection attacks and other lower level uh, attacks against your API. And then again, the new list uh, goes a level higher to recognize that yes, you have to think in the much more business related terms, even when uh, dealing with automated. Right? And of course, you have the AI actors to think about now. So it's much more sophisticated than just script kiddies. Number seven in the list is server-side request forgery. Again, it's a completely new area of risks for APIs, which is it sounds highly technical, and we probably could spend another half an hour talking about just this one. In a very high-level uh, explanation would be, you have to think that your API 
might need to reach another API during a transaction or just another external resource. Usually, uh, for example, your service could get a URL as an input and you would call that URL. But what if that URL contains malware? What if that URL is actually another API which uh, a third-party hacker wants to exploit? They cannot uh, directly DDoS that third-party API, but they can exploit yours as a workaround. So developers have to take extremely high precautions against working with third-party uh, addresses, network resources. So just know what's going on behind every URL, behind every API and network port. Because not only you can violate some policy, you can also bring down an unexpected API, even if it's actually protected from the internet, but you provide a workaround for the hacker. It, this uh, risk alone is just adds a new level of complexity to this whole API security. Because now you not only you have to protect your API in question, you have to know what's going on around your API in your network, maybe in your partner networks, and maybe even in some third party uh, areas as well. And it's in a way it's still your responsibility. I would argue that this is probably like or. Uh, the most important eye-opener for the newcomers to the API security, because this uh, rule alone says you are responsible for much more than you probably anticipate. Number eight, another new addition, security misconfiguration. It was uh, uh, in the old list, it remains here as well. Again, this is probably for a lot of people, this is like uh, the heart of uh, API security as a field. And many people would mistakenly believe that this is the only problem they have to care about, protecting the API infrastructure. Again, you know, security misconfiguration is a huge problem for real life uh, data breaches and attacks, but it's definitely not uh, at the highest position. It's still important and uh, you still need specialized tools to actually monitor your API quote-unquote security posture, among other things. And yes, you still have to monitor and secure and operate and patch and whatever your infrastructure. It's still there in the list, but it's arguably less important than many people believe. The next one is... Uh, Number nine, improper inventory management. It used to be called assets. Now it's called inventory in the new list. Small change seemingly, but again, it reflects the idea that you have to think about much more than just the list of your API gateways, for example. Uh, it's no longer just about technological assets, like IP addresses, URLs, endpoints, whatever. It's all about every part of your API chain from the security stack to the actual backend to the data which is actually served through the API and going even further to the people operating that uh, stack and the service accounts exposed through the stack. So it's much more than just uh, basically having your APIs and, uh, in an inventory. Uh, there are so many more blind spots which can go from documentation to 
network uh, asset management to even a higher level business areas. And all of that had to be taken into consideration. And all of those inventories have to somehow work together to give you this uh, proverbial single pane of glass, constant visibility of not just what's going on with my APIs, but also what's going on in this whole, for the lack of a better word, supply chain. Uh, where AP, an API is probably just an endpoint in a long process. And the last one uh, is uh, number 10, unsafe consumption of APIs. It's a great addition, and again, a great point to emphasize that the scope of API security is much broader than just dealing with your APIs. Because serving an API is unsafe, but consum consuming someone else's API can be just as dangerous. So you have to include third-party APIs, partner APIs, public APIs, low-level service management APIs, printer APIs, Kubernetes APIs, cloud interfaces, whatever you have to include in your inventory management. And you have to take care of securing those as well. It's just as much uh, your responsibility as for those people who actually manage those APIs for you. Right. Now that we've heard this list of, of risks, and these are just the top 10, and quote unquote, just the top 10, this is a lot of work to do just fixing issues that are related to these 10 API risks. Um, but from a, from a strategic perspective, what would be your recommendations when starting to look at this top 10 list and at API risks in general? Where to start, what not to forget, and where to put focus on? Right. So, first of all, again, kind of, I really like the new updated list because it includes a few crucial additions which are so relevant for less technically inclined and more like business-oriented people to understand that, yes, they have to focus on many more things that they anticipated, perhaps. The old version was slightly more confusing, I guess. But the biggest problem I personally have with any top 10 list be it travel destinations or foods to try or API security risk to think about, in that for some people uh, it would seem that kind of the their list of risks ends with those 10. No, it doesn't even begin. So yes, you have to deal with every one of those top 10 risks, but you have to remember there is another 10,000 in that huge long tail of security risks you also have to deal with. And this is why in our leadership compasses on API security, we always push this idea that there is a, this API lifecycle which starts long before you actually write code for it. It starts during the early design stage where you define the entities, the consumers, the identities, if you will, and roles and access levels for those business objects. And even before you transform them, them into classes and code and endpoints, you already have to start thinking in security terms. And you cannot stop until the very last moment your old legacy API is finally taken uh, from production and retired. So this whole life cycle needs to be secured and monitored and protected from automated threats uh, and whatever. So all those, not only all those top 10 risks apply continuously, 
you have to keep in mind that the list doesn't end there at all. Right. You are, you've mentioned that you are already in the process of updating that leadership compass. And I ask the importance, as we've discussed, of APIs is increasingly growing. Um, you are also looking into these um, services and products that provide um, API security. So how does that work? Do you do you um, rely on the statement of the vendor say, yeah, we are um, um, happily dealing with this risk that is on API or security risks top 10 place seven? And how do you verify that this is the case? I would actually argue for every uh potential API security customer looking out for a solution to not specifically ask a vendor whether they can fix those uh, top 10 risks because they probably can. They surely can. This is a huge uh, marketing buzzword. But again, uh, you have to look behind the buzzword. You have to look behind the label. Uh, you have to focus on specific capabilities which are needed Uh, uh, for your APIs, for your partner APIs, for the your whole API ecosystem to be uh, consistently protected. And this is exactly what we do in our leadership compasses. First, we identify those key capabilities and explain why we believe those are actually the key ones you have to be looking for. And then we measure every vendor against those axes. And uh, our final score looks like, like a kind of uh, spider chart If it's close to a circle, then uh, the, the solution is perfect uh, for every capability. But unfortunately, most uh, solutions usually look like uh, a C star. So we're only covering uh, a few of those capabilities uh, sufficiently enough, but maybe lacking in some others. And it's up to you to understand your priorities and decide which risks you need to address first and which could be delegated for a later, later solution. This is exactly what we're focusing uh, in our leadership compasses, and I definitely recommend everyone to check our website, not just uh, API security subject, but other related and unrelated topics. Uh, and again, kind of, do not forget about identity. Uh, we do offer a lot of research covering those areas as well. And even if uh, there is not a single mention of APIs in those documents, they are still very, very relevant for API security as well. Absolutely. And I like that, this, this, that explanation that you just provided, because otherwise, if I was a an attacker, um, then I would, of course, say, okay, let's skip the first 10 and maybe skip the next 10 and then use and exploit those vulnerabilities that are starting with 21, 22, 23 and, and try to, to use that to get access to these systems. But if you change focus and move over to capabilities, then you are more likely to have those covered, right? Absolutely. And of course, you should not uh, forget the old proven principle of uh, defense in depth. So API security alone uh, won't protect you if your database backend, for example, is exposed through a completely different uh, attack surface. So you have to think strategically. But then again, it's a story for a totally different episode. 
Absolutely. And um, just to, to summarize that, you have you said that this is just work in progress. You are working on that leadership compass, on that update. Um, and I hope and I think it will be available when we come to our next um, flagship event that will take place in November in Frankfurt. The cyber evolution will take place. And I think API security as a modern trend in cybersecurity, but also just an important topic to cover, will also play an important role at Cyber Evolution in Frankfurt. If you're interested in being there, just reach out to our website. If you want to speak there, just reach out to our events team and apply for a speaking slot and present your experiences in cybersecurity as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing you, Alexei, there in November. I'm looking forward to seeing you much earlier as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to this update of the Leadership Compass. Any final additions from your side before we close down? No, well, again, thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot for giving me another opportunity to bring up this very important but often overlooked subject. Yes, API security is much more important than some people still believe. And yes, it will be uh, a part of our new flagship security event. So definitely see you there. I hope to meet some new people as well and maybe kind of ensure that, yeah, we'll talk about security and its various incarnations. And let's not forget that API is just one single subject and uh, we have to work, we have to ensure that everything is compliant and secure and protected from any potential attacker path and any uh, risk vector and whatever you name it absolutely and let's close this with security in depth i think that's that's the final um, message that we should take with us with apc api security being a building block thanks alexei for taking the time thanking for bringing up this important um, um, information and this really highlighting that that challenge here and and the the owasp top 10 api security risks is readily available lots to learn there as well thank you and bye-bye thanks bye, -bye.